Welcome back to For Opacity, the podcast. I'm your host, Camille Bacon, and I'm joined today by my dear friend, Charmaine Siddiqui, who <laughs> is a farmer, who is an activist, who is my best friend. And we're going to talk today about how we created the friendship of our dreams. Um, Charmaine has loved me across so many iterations of my being. We've been friends for over seven years now. We became friends our senior year of high school, and we are now both graduated from college and living our lives together. Um, Charmaine is a medical student at Loyola. She also is a farmer, like I mentioned before. She is a student of herbalism. She has the biggest heart ever. And that's a little bit about Charmaine. Um, And we're going to just kind of jump into it now. Um, Where do you want to start? Can I introduce you? Yes, you can introduce me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I. I think that's important to do because for opacity <laughs> but also because I feel like through having such like deep dimensions and caves within our friendships I feel like I don't know I feel like I know a lot of different dimensions of you mm-hmm. that I think are important to share um, <laughs> also my best friend also just like one of the silliest <laughs> goofiest people I know sweetest smile um Charmaine. Such a prolific writer, which mm. I think your audience also knows. Um, yeah, so loyal, so thoughtful, so dedicated. And I think also really related to this podcast, like very deeply disciplined about your own healing work. Mm. And I think that's also like why this friendship exists in the way that it does. And I think it's going to be at the root of a lot of the things that we talk about today. You're so right. Absolutely. And thank you for bringing that into the room because... I think it might be helpful actually to start with just talking a little bit about how we conceptualize friendship, what Mm. friendship means in our lives, and maybe a little bit about how that's changed over the recent past. Mm. Um, I know for me, especially, you know, perhaps like four or five years ago, version of Camille really regarded friendship as... Or maybe regarded friends as just, like, the people who I spend time with, like, the people who I pass time with, versus now I understand friendship, like we were just talking about, as this thing that really is embedded in the technology of my broader life. Um, Friendship is one lens through which I really experience the world, Mm -hmm. um, rather than it being this passive thing. And I think that also dovetails with how bell hooks thinks about love as an action of course is like not just a feeling and i think our friendship has really helped me understand how cultivating that relationship has to be an action that's taken repeatedly and consistently um yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now with friendship that's a really important question also because i feel like it requires me at least to do a lot of digging work Mm -hmm. and so just like the history and also perhaps the origin of Mm -hmm. our friendship because Mm -hmm. I think yeah I think it's really special that we have a friendship that has sustained so many different iterations of ourselves Mm -hmm. and has also seen a lot of different ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. I mean I think we've really come in and out of closeness Mm -hmm. and just I mean different things happening in our lives Mm -hmm. and I think the thing that I come back to is um a little bit like you're mentioning like I think when we first became friends and first like yeah, really we're in community with each other. It was really organized around, like, 
I think I would call it just like an understanding of politics of sameness. Mm. And even in that moment of our lives, I mean, we were so young. We were like yeah. 17, 18. And I think we were really just like the people that we were in community with um, mm-hmm. were coming into just like our identities as like yep. militant women of color yep. going through experiencing trauma, mm-hmm. rupture, like transitions, going mm-hmm. from high school to college. And although that was not a friendship of convenience, I mm-hmm. think there was a lot of safety in the sameness of all of that. And 100%. then, you know, as we grew into different beings, different versions of ourselves, um, I think we realized, and I think that's also where a lot of different ruptures came in, is where we realized we could not sustain friendships just solely based on this idea of sameness mm-hmm. because sameness is transient and also I think like a stagnant way to understand like our very I mean we're, we come from very different places mm-hmm. and identities um and so I think understanding friendship through a lens of like difference mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. lens of like being able to sustain and man- maintain relationality through dis- uh, difference um hundred percent is maybe how I conceptualize and understand friendship mm. now a hundred percent and I think also the origin of our friendship included other people who are no longer in our lives because I think that sameness was actually really performed um and something I've learned by being in relation with you is really just the value of dropping that performance and that reminds me a lot of kind of the moment really really last year and I think the year before that really kind of over the pandemic um when you and I experienced very parallel friendship ruptures Mm -hmm. and like lost the people who I mean we really regarded as our respective rocks and they happened at a really similar time and I think we had been in each other's lives for long enough to support each other through that without engaging that kind of like trauma bonding thing Mm -hmm. as well um But I think you have just consistently been someone who is a mirror to me. That's something that we say all the time to one another is like our friendships are mirrors. And I think it really just like knowing you are in my life and I'm going to have to give you updates (laughs) about like what I'm up to and like shenanigans and wins and losses and triumphs and all of it just kind of holds me accountable to experiencing the fullness of my life Mm. and everything it has to offer. And I think a lot about this Sonia Sanchez haiku um, that I don't know by heart yet, but it's something along the lines of like, let me let me wear the day well. So when it reaches you, you will enjoy it. And there's something. Yeah. Let me wear the day well. So when it reaches you, you will enjoy it. There's something that feels so aligned with that like if I'm going about my day of course I'm thinking of you constantly and like being reminded of things that remind me of you our friendship etc but like I feel a duty and a responsibility to pay attention yes and another dear person in my life recently told me that like care is paying attention care is awareness Mm -hmm. and I think just your presence in my life brings me into a more caring relationship with myself, with you, with the rest of the world, with the other people that I love. And I think that's a gift that's really come from us intentionally investing in our connection. Um, And I wonder what you think about all of that. Uh, So many thoughts. I mean, I think the first one is definitely like, well, one, thank you for sharing. (laughs) Thanks. Love you. Love you. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's really 
and I think even before coming into this conversation, I think I was feeling a little hesitancy around, like, mm. how we were going to speak about rupture, or even mm. thinking about, like, the ways that, like, rupture actually has brought us really a yep. lot closer together, and I'm, you know, just, like, want to say thank you for naming that, because I of think course. the ways that we do move through loss and mm-hmm. grief, um, there's so much shame mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. moving through mm-hmm. those through those things, and I think, yeah, like, risks of, like, are we trauma bonding? What's going yeah. on? But I think, like, those moments, those, like, respective moments for both of us mm-hmm. were so deeply just, like, transformative for mm-hmm. how we actually were deciding to move through move through friendship, move through our, our ethics of care more mm-hmm. largely in the world, how we wanted to be present for ourselves mm-hmm. and for each other. And so, yeah, I think, I think just, like, marking that as, like, a moment that did occur mm-hmm. um, because I think when I think about like the ways that I've really fallen in love with you and like oh, fallen in love with yes. our friendship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I've loved you like so deeply since that summer after mm-hmm. um, high school, mm-hmm. you know, where we would just like drink wine every night at your <laughs> gazebo. Like those moments are so special. And I think mm-hmm. that like friendship of like girlhood and mm-hmm. sisterhood um, was so spe- so special to me. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the ways that we have decided to choose it, like actively yes. choose it now. Yes. Um, yeah, just like intentionality is so important in friendship. Mm-hmm. And also I love that you brought up mirror theory because yes, I tell was, us, tell I was us. meditating on it this morning a little bit too. And I want mm. to think it's so funny that we have been literally talking about it since we were actually 18 years old mm-hmm. and now we are both 24 and it's mm-hmm. still like an ethic that really deeply grounds how we think about each other. Mm-hmm. And again, just like relationality. And it was reminding me about, um, Simone de Beauvoir. Go off. Yes. <laughs> French feminist. Um, mm-hmm. I just like really out of nowhere pulled this like deep memory also from high school mm. about when she she writes a lot about mirrors mm-hmm. and how women understand their selfhood through these external objects and mm. the relationships that women have with mirrors and through mirrors. Mm-hmm. And really it's a lot about just like uh, the fear-based relationship with like kind of like more transient understandings of... Um, beauty and beauty Mm. as capital Mm. and so it's like this like this the fear of um always always wanting and desiring beauty and then Mm. attaining it and then being afraid to lose it Mm -hmm. our whole lives Mm -hmm. and I I don't know exactly what um language she used to describe it but I just remember this like really beautiful quote Mm -hmm. um where she's like yeah you like lose your whole women lose their whole lives to their mirrors and it Uh, gives them their identity but it mm. also shows them like all the ways that they lack Mm -hmm. power Mm -hmm. and so I just think like through that it's really interesting that that's the same language that we are drawn towards when we that's not how we see it exactly I think it's really fascinating because we're like really using that as a reclamation from like Mm. one just this like fear-based understanding of the self and Mm -hmm. of each other but also just like really as like a reclamation I think from like the very individual ways that womanhood is taught um Mm. through like western culture through capitalism and so Mm. I think it's so beautiful that we are able to like look at each other and Mm -hmm. also just like the idea of a mirror right it's like this commitment to seeing each other Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. really fully bearing witness Mm -hmm. to each other which feels like romantic and religious and like deeply powerful to me so yes I don't know I just I love that that has been in our lives for Mm. as long as it has Mm. and um I don't know I think when I think about what it means to be a mirror to you specifically um it I mean one it's about like doing a lot of like the ego shadow work that we're able to do together but Mm -hmm. also um 
like you were saying similar like real similarly earlier just like really being accountable mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. like I think our friendship is so sweet and like we are building such a sweet container because I think kind of really in unspoken ways I mean mm-hmm. we have built all these care practices around mm-hmm. accountability especially this past year like mm-hmm. if we're having busy weeks like mm-hmm. I know I'm getting a voice note from you I know yep. I know I'm gonna give you a call <laughs> you yes. know I know we're gonna check in on each other mm-hmm. about the things that are weighing us down or that mm-hmm. we're working on um and yeah I don't know I think the idea just like the metaphor of a mirror is so fascinating also because it is us creating a lot of sensitivity and love mm. with each other like mm. I think some of the sweetest things that people say to me are like the sweet things that you say to me you mm. know and it's, it's like we reflect back to each other all the really beautiful sensitive caring parts mm-hmm. of, of each other mm-hmm. but also especially you know I think because a lot of we did ex- I, I think we have a lot of similar friendship traumas I totally. think we can show and because our lives have been intertwined mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. in a really beautiful way I think we're really good at showing each other where our wounds are mm-hmm. even if like I, I don't want to see it or I don't want to show you it mm-hmm. I still have to mm-hmm. like bear witness to you and know that you will see it because again we are committed to mm-hmm. seeing each other a hundred percent and that makes me think so much about how our friendship is really just like this devotional practice too mm. And part of looking in the mirror is also, I mean, that's a phrase people say like, oh, like, look, you need to be able to look at yourself in the mirror. And often it's in the context of like, you need to be honest with yourself, which makes me think about how our friendship is a place where I can really practice that radical truth telling. Like I'm thinking about um, even the moment we had a couple days ago where you were like, oh, like, I want to do this thing. And I was like yeah but like also have you considered like all of these other things that happen might be informing this decision that you're about to make and like are you ready to make this decision and Um, if you are it's okay but I still need to like near this to you exactly which brings in the like shame buddy aspect which we can touch on in a second too shout out to me we will discuss that more um but yeah, it just yeah makes me think about how I am, I don't know, our friendship is demanding, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like it demands that I show up willing to see myself and therefore also willing to see you completely or whatever it is that you will show me. Um, and I think in acknowledging that like, like Lucille Clifton says, like you're not your sister's keeper, you're your yes. sister. Yes. Like you're not your brother's keeper, you're your brother. Like yes, you are you, Charmaine, yes, I am me, Camille, but there's also this thing that is entangled between us, Mm -hmm. and that kind of, like, increases the responsibility, and I think on that same note, our friendship is kind of like a testing ground, where, like, Mm -hmm. if I need to have a difficult conversation with someone else, I move into Mm -hmm. it with this courage and bravery, because I know I've done that with you, and it reminds me of something you've said, like, our friendship makes us braver, Um, And I don't think that can be understated either because, I mean, I just had to have a couple difficult conversations this week and, like, literally moved into it with the awareness of, like, well, Charmaine told me that, like, conflict (laughs) is spirit asking you to deepen the connection. Like, Charmaine told me, da-da-da-da-da, like, whatever it is. Like, I literally move consciously with the insight that you offer to my life. And it's just such a gift. It is such a gift because it's also not something that just dropped in our palms. Like we literally had to work for it. Yes, we were. And we still work for it every day, you know, and like make sure that the shape of what we're doing together is something that suits both of us. Um, 
Do you want to talk about shame buddiness? Please. <laughs> please. Okay. Do go you want to describe what it is because okay, you kind totally. of brought it into our friendship? Totally. But, yes. Okay. Um, and just like chime in if I forget please, anything. Please, please, please. Um, so our fave podcast host, yes. Toomey, um, we who love you. we love you, um, Toomey runs the Human Becoming podcast, which I highly recommend you head over and listen to it. I think there are three seasons now, so there's a lot to mm. dig into. Um, but Toomey brought up this concept in one of the episodes they made called Shame Buddies. And so I think... A lot of us are probably familiar with the concept of like an accountability buddy, someone who you kind of present like, hey, I want to like try to be more consistent with this thing or I want to get this thing done. And like, you know that that person will check in with you, which kind of makes the achieving the goal feel more possible. Yes. Um, and shame buddies kind of run in that similar ethos where mm. if we understand shame as this thing that actually keeps us from attaining that which we desire... Mm. Um, in its most simple form, then how can we in our friendship, as we're talking about taboo subjects and subjects that we've been trained to really shy away from or internalize or like you just take it to your journal and write about it and like kind of isolate yourself versus bringing it out into the larger context of people who love you, shame buddy is the person who can be like, okay, I know you feel ashamed about this thing, but, like, let's talk about it. Like, let's go into the weeds. Like, let's till the soil and see what is lying beneath the surface. So that's a little bit about shame, buddies. Did I forget anything? Uh, The only thing I would add is, like, besides us being like, okay, do you feel shame about it? Let's talk about it. I think Mm -hmm. it's also just so important and has also been so transformative to me to be like wait like I'm having I mean I feel like the language we use is like I'm having a shame buddy moment yes, like that is can our language. I bring this up into mm-hmm. this space and I think yeah that I mean I would say <laughs> being really intentional about talking about shame in our friendship mm-hmm. to me I think is really what I would um name is what has really created like a large vast like depth of mm-hmm. vulnerability in mm-hmm. our relationship mm-hmm. and I don't know, I just, I think shame is such a fascinating emotion Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. because we don't, we are not taught to move through it at all. Like Mm -hmm. I think most of us, we know how we react or how we feel, how it sits in our heart, Mm -hmm. like in a very embodied and cerebral way, like when we're happy, right? Mm -hmm. Or when we're, when we're upset or when Mm -hmm. we're angry. I think like I can even in this moment, like I know Mm -hmm. how my body reacts. I know how my Mm -hmm. gut reacts to all of those feelings. Mm -hmm. But with shame, I think because it is so rooted in just our own understanding of our Mm self-worth and like the wounds related to that and the ways that we have been loved or not loved Mm -hmm. or mistreated specifically, Mm -hmm. I think it is like uniquely more difficult to Mm -hmm. talk about that. And I actually think I have never been intentional about talking about shame and I think have honestly I can't even I I don't know if I could say that I have talked about shame I don't Mm -hmm. think I had the language to talk about shame before we introduced doing it in our friendship Mm -hmm. and so I mean I think it's just it has been so key to Mm -hmm. me in my own life and like also learning to be vulnerable with my own self Mm -hmm. um I feel like we I'm thinking about, like, that one day in December that we had yeah. where we were journaling. Mm-hmm. I felt like we were, like, really digging through the depths of our own being and, like, mm-hmm. saying things that we have never even said out loud to mm-hmm. ourselves before, to mm-hmm. another person. And I think that's also what creates, like, I really do think about our friendship as a container. Yes. And I feel like we are, like, brick by brick, like, mm-hmm. building up the walls of that container mm-hmm. with a lot of 
openness, mm-hmm. transparency, but a lot of safety. Mm-hmm. And I think every time mm-hmm. that we are vulnerable with each other in mm-hmm. that way, and also just know that like there is always someone who is going to be able to meet me mm-hmm. with love. Mm-hmm. I think that is really what creates safety and creates mm-hmm. safety in that container. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, I think it adds so much dimensionality to our friendship. And also, I don't know if I've told you this, but I have, like, started doing shame buddies with Casio. Yeah, Yeah, I think I did. And so I think, again, like, being able to, like, mirror that work with other people in my life Mm -hmm. um, because, like, you are a safe person for me to practice Mm. all the ways that I want to experience friendship and relationships Mm. um, is also really special. Aww. Oh, guys, we're holding hands. Yeah. I love you. I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like there's so much there. Mm, there is so much there. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It really just reminds me again of this concept of, like, your friendship as a training ground mm-hmm. for, like, larger mm-hmm. life. Because you're right. I do feel um just so safe and secure in our friendship like I don't I can't really remember the last time I was like oh should I bring this up to Charmaine yep, like yep. I just bring that I just Which bring it up say, you know like, we don't have hard conversations of course or we don't have conflict of course. or the things don't come up because mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. we move through so well we do <laughs> and we've practiced you yes, know it, yes. it didn't just like happen overnight yeah. but oh I just love that and I think the testament of you doing shame buddy work with like other people in your life is a perfect example of that um wow 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 i am curious about what else you journaled about today i'm like tell us so much there and it's so funny because i feel like we are having like very similar thoughts in this moment too but i think two other things that i wanted to touch on that you spoke on briefly is like one this idea of like friendship facilitating bravery and like Mm -hmm. thinking about the importance of bravery because that is a word that I also have just been like meditating on a lot and really I think now regard as like a core value of mine because I think bravery encapsulates so much and I also Mm. think it's like one the gift of friendship but Mm -hmm. I also think it is like the magic Mm. of friendship because Mm. again like I think with like the radical truth-telling work that we do in Mm -hmm. our friendship. I mean, I think that's something that I've really struggled with my Mm. whole life Mm. and has really been a result of, like, me not knowing how to set good boundaries Mm -hmm. and, like, struggling with boundary setting Mm -hmm. um, for a very long time. But being able to do that with safety here, Mm -hmm. it it is so... um, It just, like, translates into Mm. every other aspect of my life. And I think it's because... (laughs) <laughs> again like it's it's also interrelated of but like course. going back to mirror theory mm-hmm. too like mm-hmm. I think it's because I know that you see me for who I am mm-hmm. and you also see the best parts of me mm-hmm. and you see all like the future iterative best parts of me too mm-hmm. and I think when you see me like that it also facilitates me being able to see myself like that and Absolutely. I think when that happens Mm. then I'm not afraid to move through different situations with mm. with fear or trauma responses or like ego informed responses but mm-hmm. really have been able to like yeah commit myself to like radical truth telling work mm-hmm. to integrity mm-hmm. to maturity mm-hmm. to you know like all of those things that um are I think otherwise really quick responses that we have because we're we don't like we are not taught safety yeah. and really anyway in this world a hundred percent and that reminds me so much about how there's this interview that alexis pauline gums did in the believer and she talks a lot about how 
school is not really a container to learn about your values or to learn about um, the law of oneness or interrelation or like the ways that you know we really do have this responsibility to take care of each other like Mm -hmm. I think about the fact and the brutality of the fact that I didn't learn how to take quote Mm -hmm. take care of myself Mm -hmm. let alone other people until I was like 21 and I feel like if we think about because Alexis will bring up um the kind of metaphor of a school of fish and how the fish on the outer flanks of like the mass that they kind of move in are responsible for alerting all the other fish for potential dangers or if they're going to change direction or whatever like they're always moving as a group as they are also always their own individual units too and I feel like that is how our friendship operates it really is like I learn from you every day and not in this like super cliche like oh I learned a new fact from Charmaine today like I learn more about how to build and embody a life that actually feels pleasurable for me let alone give myself permission to believe that that is my birthright like that is like the core work that I'm here to do and I don't think that would be possible for me unless I was able to kind of again like test that and experience that in our friendship Friendship as a testing ground. Yes. Also, friendship as, like, a standard. Like, a, yes. I think, I think so also true. this question that I do kind of replicate into other friendships of mine is, um, like, I'm, like, the way that I feel safe with you or comfortable being honest mm-hmm. or comfortable uh, being in conflict mm-hmm. or comfortable being, like, upset or mm-hmm. angry or shameful mm-hmm. or in a bad mood or, like, mm-hmm. low energy. Smooth brain. Smooth brain. Literally, this year has being smooth brain yeah and I think you also know that I feel a lot of like shame and discomfort around same, that but yes, literally same yeah. yes because we're so used to like being on and prepared mm-hmm. and in control and so mm-hmm. I think yeah just like having someone already in my life that I feel so comfortable being just like the most honest vulnerable versions of myself with mm-hmm. I think I've asked myself in other relationships like mm-hmm. wait why don't I feel comfortable being like setting boundaries mm-hmm. why don't I feel mm-hmm as comfortable you know being tired or why Mm. why do I feel bad about flaking on someone or canceling Mm. because I'm having a bad week you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. and which is not to say like oh if I'm struggling with these things another friendship I Mm -hmm. can't be friends with this person I can't be in community with this person but I think just as a reminder that Mm -hmm. like these other worlds like because I really do understand our friendship as like a world and a place that we have taken ourselves like Mm. it is very like spatially informed for me too yeah and I think because we can go there I also ask myself like okay like can I go there with other people if I can't how can I facilitate that Mm. and I think that just like um just like the expansiveness of like possibility yes is really exciting to me and also I love what you were the the metaphors the animal metaphors because (laughs) I was also having a very similar thought when I was journaling about like what really creates safety Mm -hmm. in our friendship Mm -hmm. and obviously I I think I do go back to our shared history you know Mm -hmm. our shared our intertwined lives Mm -hmm. um our intertwined context but Mm -hmm. um it was reminding me about how ants ant colonies Mm -hmm. have a collective memory that their individual members don't even have because they act together like as a collective unit they will know how to you know kill or attack a larger um, a larger bug, but like Whoa. an individual ant can't kill a larger bug on its own. It like huh. needs that collective mm. ant colony working in concert together. And I think mm. about that with us too. And I think those are always like some of the most special parts of our friendship is when 
I'm telling you about something or you are telling me about something and it's like oh wait but like do you think this is informing Mm -hmm. this thing or even Mm -hmm. just like the moments where we're like oh this feels related Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. to this other thing that happened a year ago two years ago (laughs) five years ago like honestly it hurts when you like bring up the shit that's like seven years ago like true true, but also (laughs) and so I don't know I think also yeah (laughs) just having that context and also just knowing that we are like building like we move as a unit in a mm-hmm. lot of ways too and mm-hmm. our building we're building a collective memory and archive of love mm-hmm. and archive of care mm-hmm. um mm. yeah which makes me think about what you said at the very beginning like our origin story was really a friendship grounded in sameness yeah. and i think yes. now i feel so comfortable in I don't know, regarding the expanse of who I am Mm. and understanding how large I am as an entity. Mm. And then that gives me security to be like, oh, I can merge part of like this largeness and expansiveness that I hold with another person who also regards themselves very similarly, which kind of touches on another piece of our friendship, which I think is our mutual commitment in being awake to God and spirit work. Mm. And um, I'm thinking about the message you sent me on my birthday with the Station Eleven quote of like, Mm. I've met you 10 times or Mm. something. Like Mm. I've met you 10 times before this. And I think there's also something really special about um, just this sense that we knew each other before we were embodied in this lifetime on earth and all of that. And I think it goes back again to like the responsibility of understanding that there's more at stake for our friendship and the love we share than like Mm -hmm. just this lifetime that we're in right now or like just this thing that we can manifest together, what have you. Um, And that feels really magical. And that's really important to me too. And something that I think is rare and that I can't share with with just anyone and just Mm -hmm. everyone. So yeah. Oh, thank you for bringing, thank you for bringing it there, because it, yeah, wow, I resonate with all of that so much, and it makes me think of, in a very cheesy way, when people ask, like, how do I know you, or mm-hmm. what is our relationship to mm-hmm. each other, mm-hmm. I feel like I tend towards, like, saying the two things of, Camille is my sister, mm-hmm. but also, like, that you are very easily the clearest soul friend mm-hmm. that I have met mm-hmm. in this lifetime, Same. by far, Same. and mm-hmm. so I, I don't know, I just... Yeah, I love that. I love that mutual commitment to just understanding. Um, I think for me, like my relationship to God and spirit and all the people in my life, all the beings in my life, my connection to earth and land is really informed by just something larger and like Mm -hmm. recognizing the interconnectedness of Mm -hmm. all of those different things. And I think having like you in your own way Mm. also embody that just like largeness. allows our friendship to also be larger than just Mm -hmm. us because yes we are committed to each other and yes we are committed to this friendship beyond sameness or convenience Mm -hmm. because I would also say like we live such like different busy lives like our friendship is not easy and I would love to like touch on that too like different careers different lifestyles um but beyond that commitment I love knowing that we just like are committed to Mm -hmm. the world in Mm -hmm. the same way and I think that has also become like a metric of like what I want my friendships, what I want my mm. relationships, what I want my camaraderie to look like is mm. that like mutual mutual commitment 
absolutely to doing like healing Ooh. work and spirit work and being happy mm. like genuinely and facilitating like the mm. the joy the dignity of other human beings other beings on earth mm. yeah absolutely i would love to hear you talk about um that kind of like shared commitment to the world i think that's so beautiful like what do you mean by that mm. i know what you mean by that because same but like if you could articulate that a little yes, bit more yes um I think it's, like, the shared values that we have and specifically, like, the shared love ethic that we are building in our mm-hmm. own lives mm-hmm. and also individually. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I think also have been meditating on this question of, like, what a love ethic is to We're gonna me. We're going to go there. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I don't know if I have it memorized fully, but also <laughs> one of my, like, deepest, dearest friends, Soleil, mm-hmm. shared, mm-hmm. they gave me, she gave me her, um... Rolke, Rainer Rolke, German Mm. poet, poetry book a while ago, and um, is also all about God and spirit work Mm -hmm. and um, just like very romantic and Sufi in that Mm -hmm. way. Um, And there's this one poem that I always return back to, Mm. which is um, My God is dark and like a thousand webs Mm. drinking silently Mm. and always rooted. Mm. My God is dark and always drinking silently rooted. Mm, hold up yeah let's find it my god is dark and like a web a thousand roots silently drinking got it boom nailed it my god is dark (laughs) and like a web made of a hundred roots silently drinking Mm. um and i think about just like that under like understanding love and commitments is like a root system Mm -hmm. and i think the rhizome yes literally the rhizome (laughs) and i think my commitments to Sufism mm. and communism also inform all of those things in that I I really think we inform each other and we are in constant relationships with each other mm. and because of that we also make each other and that's also reminding me Ooh. of um, Jackie Wang like in mm. how she describes the oceanic mm. as like one big mm-hmm. interconnectedness of relationality mm-hmm. through um I think she appropriates, like, Deleuze and Guattari's, like, mm-hmm. constellation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a, a constellation is not ever just a star mm-hmm. constituted in isolation, but mm-hmm. it is, like, mm-hmm. so it's not just, like, we inform each other, but it's that we literally make yep. each other, uh, which I think is really beautiful, and I see a lot of resonance of that with Sufism, too, where it's, mm-hmm. like, we, we are each other. We are the same reflections of God. We are the same reflections of just, like, Earth in this, like, brief ephemeral mm-hmm. time that we have mm-hmm. here um we are all the same spirit and mm-hmm. I feel like I really mm-hmm. see that when I look at you and I think you see that when you mm-hmm. look at me and the world around us mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like also like oh. we're making intense eye contact <laughs> right now but it's like yeah like that that commitment yes um, yes oh Charmaine I love everything you say um thank you for pulling up the quote also anytime i'm i was really miss i'm close to butchering it but i didn't nailed it dude um do you want to touch on i want to touch on two more things first of all the like different careers that we Mm. have and how that makes our friendship deeper Mm. and also more about your love ethic Mm. if you're willing to go there yes 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 so I feel like our different careers, very logistically speaking, we just have completely different schedules. Um, 
I go to the studio a couple times a week. And other than that, I'm just working on freelance projects and writing, which don't necessarily tie me to a particular location. Whereas Charmaine is a whole entire medical student um, and spends a lot of time in the library and in the classroom and in lab and all of this. Um, And I think that it has taught me a lot about how to love someone through change. Mm. Um, I'm a Taurus. I'm a fixed sign. Like, change is really uncomfortable for me, and I have to constantly remind myself of the Octavia Butler, like, everything you touch, you change. Mm. Everything you change changes you. The only lasting truth is change. God is change. And I think especially before you started med school we would see each other very very often every day damn near yep we would yeah pretty much every day and of course when you started it was just this very abrupt kind of like withdrawal into the ways that your life was changing and I think there were moments kind of before that transition where I would really rely on you to process things like something very emotionally intense would come up and my first impulse would usually be to call Charmaine but because she was busier it kind of demanded that I not only kind of like seek that refuge within myself more deeply which I think was a very very fruitful practice for me but also just like trust deeply in the integrity of what we're building and that like when Charmaine can like give me that capacity she'll give me that capacity um and I think that has also transferred over onto how I can practice trust in my other relationships too so that's the thing that kind of immediately comes to mind you are someone who helps me hold change as Adrian Marie Brown says we're bringing everyone in the room today um Um, yeah wow yeah that I mean just on that last note that really makes me think of a lot of different things (laughs) (laughs) I was like wait I'm losing my train of thought but it was somewhere um oh my god fully lost it but what was the last thing you said um you are someone who helps me hold change and before that I was talking about girl the way I forgot what I said (laughs) um oh my god I got it I got it I got it um in the ways that we have been building our friendship this year specifically I think it's really through an abundance mindset because Mm -hmm. I think you're right like I and I think it also um is what was at the root of a lot of my friendship ruptures this year too Mm -hmm. was that like really abrupt changeness that like was hard for me and also was in part hard for me because I knew it was hard for my friends Mm -hmm. too and like Mm -hmm. feeding into the guilt of that but I think we have and the shame of that and I think we um because of the trust that we have built in our relationship, like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to, like, be holding on to you tightly Mm -mm. to know that Mm -hmm. you are here. Mm -hmm. I think our friendship is actually very free in those ways where it's, like, you don't have to be here to be here. And Uh, I'm, like, pointing, like, into my heart now. Like, you... mm. Yes. And I think you know that about me, too. And I think that has also really taught me a lot of um, self-sufficiency yes. as well, you know? It's mm. like, wait, I can I can rely on myself, I can rely on other networks, mm-hmm. and also, like, still be deeply rooted mm-hmm. to this one person and mm-hmm. also process when the time comes, mm-hmm. or maybe I won't need to process a specific thing anymore, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but yes, I agree. Um, and, yeah, also just on the note of, like, living very different lives, I mean, I think, one, it shows that the just like the commitment that we have to each other because again it is 
it is not easy and I think we work yeah it is work and I think we've actually like found a lot of really sweet ways to make it work like I love our work dates you know and they're like half silly half really intense Mm -hmm. and sometimes we're on the same page and sometimes we're not Mm -hmm. but like we are both you know committed to just like seeing each other and spending time with each other being alone together just sitting there yeah (laughs) yes and like our two hour long phone calls Mm -hmm. or like you know like whatever the seven minute long voice notes like back (laughs) and forth like yeah um I think it really shows the commitment that we have to care for each other Mm -hmm. and again shows that our friendship is not just one of like circumstance Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it is really quite the opposite and I would also say that it enriches our lives Mm -hmm. in in really meaningful ways I'm like thinking about um when we were at Soho House the other day Mm -hmm. and I was telling I mean okay one also we are both just like such deep nerds yeah and I feel like it's important (laughs) to ground ourselves in that too but I remember we were talking about just like how much we care about the act of studying and Mm -hmm. how important that is and how it needs to be collective Mm -hmm. and also we obviously study very different things Mm -hmm. that interlap sometimes but Mm -hmm. like not quite often Mm -hmm. but I remember that we had like such a sweet generative conversation about the study group that I run Mm -hmm. which is very medicine Marxist medicine focused Mm -hmm. and I remember you were like we were the conversation we were having is like just generative back and forth about you wanting to run a study group Mm -hmm. or you like wanting to like come into like collective just like knowledge shares Mm -hmm. with other people and I actually also feel like that is when, like, a lot of life was being breathed into this podcast. It was, I feel like it is, like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's, like, and now you have come into, like, how you want to share knowledge or how Mm -hmm. you want to study and how you want to engage, engage all of those things, engage all those practices, and I think it comes out of, like, Mm. yeah, the different, different ways that we come into thinking about similar things, because, again, I think we are still rooted in, like, the same understanding for the world, the same, Mm -hmm. like, desires for the world, Mm -hmm. the same desires for ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, and yes. so, yes, I, I just think it informs us. It, it enriches my, my life, too, a lot. Um, also, just thinking about, like, yeah, like, I love I love Caroline Kent. I, like, mm, would not have known who that yes. was if it wasn't for you. Or, like, mm-hmm. uh, even thinking about, like, Turquoise Dyson, mm-hmm. like, their work on black interiority and mm-hmm. space. And, like, that's obviously not my, like, realm of study, but space is something that I <laughs> think about a lot as it relates to, like, my own practice of, like, medicine and, like, the hospital as a site of violence yeah. and thinking about mm-hmm. yeah opacity and like those contexts mm-hmm. and so I think we really are able to enrich our own lives mm. through through study through studying different things you are so absolutely right about that and it, what it's making me realize is that because we kind of just traffic in completely different realms career-wise we kind we like see things in similar ways because we share this life philosophy we share these values we share these ethics but also the lens kind of like falls back on itself because we Mm -hmm. have to enact the knowledge that we bring into our friendship and make in our friendship in completely different Mm contexts so it's also this practice of like dexterity like being able to take Turquoise Dyson Caroline Kent's like contributions to the world and apply that to a medical context or me thinking about like immunology that you teach me about and how that can inform the way that I write and like the literal form like the way my writing shows up on the page um and that's something I always tell you I'm like Camille mm -hmm. you're writing like I love the way that you use scientific language Mm -hmm. I love that your writing feels as medicinal as it does yes yes oh yes but yes yes 
And it also makes me think about, again, this question of the bravery. Like, Mm -hmm. it's through our friendship, through those conversations about being like, hey, like, I have this desire. Like, I miss being in school. I miss the conspiratorial energy of the classroom. And, like, talking with you is what really allowed me to materialize that desire into this podcast, which is also (laughs) exactly, like, why I wanted you to be the first guest. And I wonder if we can go into our final question of like, what is your love ethic? If you, so a love ethic is a concept from Bell Hooks' book, All About Mm -hmm. Love, Mm -hmm. and is perhaps kind of like the framework through which love becomes an action instead of just this like sentiment or feeling. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you can tell us, Charmaine, what is your love ethic? It's a big question. It is. Um, And so, yes, one, just like, Going back to what I was saying earlier, I think I really do understand love as an action, as an action that is rooted, as mm-hmm. a root system mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that takes many different shapes and forms and informs a lot of different veins of my life um, mm-hmm. and still recognizes the ways that they are all deeply, deeply informed by each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just like that understanding of in Sufism, it's understood as like Wahdat al-Wajud, which mm. is a philosophy of oneness Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. I think yeah it also all circles back to each other it's like if I can love myself deeper I can love you deeper I can Mm -hmm. love the world deeper Mm -hmm. I can love my commitments to the world even more deeply than I do now um and so I think understanding things not as linear but as circles as deeply Mm. interconnected as as the same through difference like Mm. through through a politics of difference still um is how is how I understand love and mm. I'm thinking also about something that um a mentor friend mm-hmm. lover Manar has mm-hmm. said to me once which is also about like uh gratitude informing mm. love and mm. I think that's also something that I come back to a lot which is like my rituals the rituals that we have in our friendships praying my commitment to spirit mm-hmm. is that um a lack of gratitude really is how we create our own hell on oh, earth. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I like when she first mm. said that to me, I was like, oh, wow, mm. that's so true. And I think so being able to like, yeah, think through love and understand my love ethic is like one, this just within like this philosophy of everything being interconnected mm. in this deeply political, religious, also just like metaphysical way. Like mm. we all are the same particulate matter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That and gratitude, mm. I think are the two things for me that make up my own love ethic. Oh. And also maybe to close out because it is your first episode <laughs> and I know this is going to be a house question. Totally. What do you think you understand as your love ethic? Mm, I think mine is very similar. I come back to this Lucille Clifton poem called Message from the Ones received mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. late 70s and it's really this exploration of the law of oneness. Um, and I think my practice of love like seeing something like love is something that I enact give and receive versus something that's given and received Mm. feels like a really important distinction like if we're thinking about life as an art practice like love Mm. is a material like love is also the product and also perhaps the thing that you're just beginning with um I also feel like this part of asking this question is a way of informing this answer for myself Mm. too because I think I'm at kind of like a um, moment of change in terms of how and what kind of and how much love I am accepting in my Mm. life. Mm. Um, 
as Charmaine knows, I went through a, a lot of ruptures, a lot of kind of friendship breakups, actual breakups at the start of this year. And it really felt like it was closing a cycle for me of and we're bringing Tony into the room, like Tony Morrison talking about how um, love is or an ain't like thin love is not love at all. And I think now I am in a place where I'm no longer accepting thin love. And I think that is requiring a complete return and rearticulation of what my love ethic is. So TBD, it's TBD. Yeah. Um, and that feels good because I'm also someone who finds so much safety and control and like knowing how I feel about things. Mm. And I don't know yet. I don't know right now. And I'm trying to create space to feel comfort within that not knowing. So thank you for asking me that. Yeah. Um, I also just want to add, like, I love that what's coming through and what you're saying right now is also, like, a reclamation mm -hmm. of love is everything and also, like, a prioritization mm -hmm. of love because we are, we are, so, we are taught not to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, capitalism really thrives off of, like, our hatred for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how we are sold beauty products mm -hmm. or, like, the idea of, like, a nuclear family. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that, that understanding, that warped understanding of love is, like, mm -hmm. what's also, like, seen in media and TV. Yep. And so mm -hmm. being able to, like, turn all of that on its head and be mm -hmm. like, I am actually prioritizing love in this, like, larger, mm -hmm. liberating, expansive way mm -hmm. rooted in, like, black feminist logics. Mm -hmm. You already know. Important. Exactly. Important. Oh, Charmaine, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you all... <laughs> I hope everyone listening enjoyed this. Um, and I will be back in a couple weeks with a new episode. Charmaine and I are going to go walk around and eat our sweet green and enjoy the fresh air and wishing you a wonderful day wherever you are and we love you thank you for having me <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. bye y'all